1: <laughs> on the first day of in-house learning my young son gave to me <laughs> and covid <it> was- <laughs> no um yeah fun fact so we started the in-house learning again it was all going swell and great and groovy and then we got the note that says hey one of your kids classmates got covid and we won't tell you which one and uh but we'll let you know in case your kid was in close contact with them. Then you'll have to quarantine.
0: Don't kids like pass each other in the hallway, play a, a recess together? Yeah, but
1: they're all masked. And they- No, they actually don't. No, 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 it's, it, They do not do recess. They don't pass each other in the hallway. What? It is all regimented and uh, army-like in how they all have to walk in the same direction, and they do not pass one another, and the bathroom's a whole thing. And anyway, my son then was sort of like he didn't cough he was just sort of like i got a headache today and my tummy hurt a little bit and uh and i have pink eye and this that and the other and uh yeah that's that remember when the whole mike pence thing does he have pink eye or doesn't yeah. he? It's like, yeah and we were like whoa and then we got him tested because it's now super fast and it turns out um yeah he doesn't have coded yay! yay happy ending that's for fine. everybody <laughs> hooray and uh, what uh who are you Oh, I'm Kate. Oh, and I'm Betsy, the COVID-free. Yay. Hooray. And uh, what do we what do we do here? We talk about COVID. Nope. Oh. Yep. <laughs> sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and we don't really, we talk about picture books. Oh, that's picture right. Picture books. That's what we talk about. We talk about uh, picture books that could be good or could be crap. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard to tell sometimes, isn't it? Uh, if a book is good or bad, you know? I
0: judge it by its cover. All right.
1: Well, <laughs> on that note then. So the book that I was going to present to you today, well, first you would ask me for a St. Patrick's Day book. Yes. And, and I determined it was a little early for that, but you know what? I was willing to go for it and it said it was on the shelf and I went and, I, and it was not there. Oh. But then my eyes looked over and I saw another book and I was like, I can't believe we haven't done that book. Uh-huh. And so I grabbed it Yeah. and I came here uh-huh. and we d- recorded a whole intro before this. Mm-hmm. And then you said, haven't we done that book before? Yep. And I said, yes, we have. <laughs> and then I desperately had to find another book, which I have done. But unfortunately, which means you have to watch a video of it
0: well, well. in
1: its entirety. So, uh, but I decided to to keep the theme, uh, to keep with the same person. See, I, the book I had brought and thought mistakenly that we hadn't done before was... Uh, was Chicka Chicka Boom Boom.
0: Yeah, so if anybody wants to go back and listen to that episode... It's an excellent
1: episode. I'll put the, the link in the show notes. <laughs> and the book that we're doing today is by the same dude. Can you read the title of this book?
0: Brown Bear, Brown Bear, what do you see read aloud? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's a little
1: extra. It's by Bill Martin Jr., the same feller who did Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. Another book, that you can potentially sing now this video that i got you uh may-, may be sung it may not be sung but typically this book is sung
0: you're going to have to let me know if they sang it or you know i for the past week i've had this irish drinking song in my head and so i'm just gonna like use that tune and uh marvelous <laughs> uh actually that might work really really well
1: i have found some places that have just like the words for this book printed somewhere so We can try
0: a nice Irish jig Do you want to hear my Irish too? Sure, do it, do it, do it. Uh, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never again if I live to be a hundred or hundred and ten. But I fell to the ground and I couldn't get up after drinking a quart of that Johnny Jump Up. Brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? I see a red bird
1: looking at me. (laughs) Red bird, red bird. Yeah, this will work very well. Okay. (laughs) All right. Great. Go listen, watch, read that book. (laughs) Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's get a little more on the backstory of Brown Bear. Brown Bear, what do you see? Because let's think about it. This book's been out since 1967, right? Do you know its origin story? Okay, here's how it goes. Eric Carl, very famous illustrator, right? Did The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Well, he never intended to be a children's book illustrator, right? He graduated from art school and then worked in New York City as an art director and a freelance graphic designer. And then in the late 1960s, Bill Martin Jr., who was a educator and he was an author, he noticed one of Carl's collage advertisements, and this one was featuring a red lobster. And Bill Martin Jr. is uh, quoted as saying, "...the art was so striking that I knew instantly I had found the artist to illustrate my next book. And that book was Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See?" And it completely changed Art Carl's life. After that, guy, you couldn't get the guy away from picture books. Now, I love that one of the random facts about this book is that in 2010, the Texas State Board of Education briefly removed the book from the public school curriculum. Why would they do that? The answer is that they thought that the author was the philosopher, Bill Martin, author of Ethical Marxism, the categorical imperative of liberation. And we can't have that in a picture book. No. Are you going to sing to me?
0: No, I'm not. not because a little? I, I just watched a video where they sang it in like a country song version. No! And now that's all I can think of? Oh no. Even no, though no. I really like the Irish pub version. I like you
1: could do it you could honestly do it to everything. Yellow Rose of Texas. I always did it very boring, but I always did it to the alphabet song. Brown Bear, Brown Bear, what do you see? Or is that Twinkle
0: Twinkle Little Star?
1: Fun fact, same song, same <gasps> music. What I know I've mm, blown the mind. roof off of Big Alphabet <laughs> song now. Who's the Twiggle Twiggle Little Star? Which is also what? Baba Black Sheep? I think that's the third one. Yeah. They're all the same tune, man. It's a big
0: conspiracy. It's just laziness. Well, yeah.
1: Because it's an easy tune. It's like. You can go do that forever. And It requires no talent. That's what you do to read this book. Yeah. I used to do this in story time. I'll tell you a funny story before we you dive into it. I used to do this in story time in New York City, right? In the, in the Central Children's Room, which then became the Children's Center at 42nd Street. And we had big story time crowds. Because, you know, the center of freaking New York City, there's nowhere to go with a child. So we would get, like, all these parents. We'd also get, like, a ton of nannies. We had this whole core group of nannies that would sit on the back wall. And they liked this book. And they would sing it in harmony with me. We got some good music. And then one day I thought I'd change things up a bit and do baby bear, baby bear. What do you see? Which is another, it was like a sequel picture book that they did to this. And I was almost murdered uh, where I stood. They were not pleased. They had the harmonies set. And then here I am with like the cadences all off with like the baby bear, baby bear. What do you, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. So
0: uh, I was lucky to get out with my life. I'm glad you survived. I
1: am too. I am too. I I,
0: I live to to see another day. But I was reading this book and I was thinking it's got to have that song. Uh, it always feels like somebody's watching me. <laughs> That's what it should be like playing. Brum, brum, bear what do you see yeah it works okay sure (laughs) you know because it's just full of paranoid animals it really
1: is it's i i don't think i initially i was going to mention on the what i mentioned when kate's out of the room bit um the wikipedia entry i don't think i have it up anymore but i believe the first line in the wikipedia entry is there is no plot to this book yeah no not uh, not it's not a plot forward story it's like you
0: need to enjoy it's a, the ride it's an observational book
1: sure it's a, a, a it's a concept book it's like this is an animal this is a color they won't actually exist together sometimes in nature sometimes they will and then sometimes
0: they just won't if two out of all of them don't i guess the blue horse and the purple cat, purple cat i mean you could dye your cat you could it dye a horse white, too then, but yeah, I guess a white cat
1: and a white horse. You dye them. It must be much easier to, which would be easier to dye? I guess it's a oh, cat. Oh, cat, absolutely. I guess. It's less surface area. Do you know that in The one, The Wizard of Oz, the movie, you know, the horse of a different color and yep. it keeps changing? They really did color that horse. That's not like a trick in the camera. I mean, we're talking like thirty lighting. Here. It's not lighting. And if you'll notice, it's sugar. It's colored sugar. And if you look at the horse's mouth, it is constantly eating at the sugar. Well, look at that next time you watch Wizard of Oz. That horse is, is in heaven. That's just a sugar-laden horse.
0: Well, I dig the art in this book. It's, it's my jam. I'm all really? about I'm all
1: about collages, I would have said this was not your jam. No, it's like collages. I would have said it was the anti-K jam. No. You like collage? Yeah. Well, shoot, man. I should have been doing tons of Eric Carls. We did a Very Hungry Caterpillar, and then we never returned to him again. Yeah, that was like the- th- I'm going to be pulling in all sorts of stuff now.
0: Yeah, no, I thought it was beautiful. I mean, the, some of them were kind of boring, like the, the yellow duck, but uh, you start off with that strong brown bear, you know? And the you, brown bear is good.
1: It's a good bear. You know, there's he's re-illustrated this book over the years. So that bear has changed. If you find a really old version of this book, it's not the same bear, and it's very unnerving when you're used to this one bear and then you see like a close approximation, but it'll be okay, Betsy. Don't worry. It's not
0: cool, and I cannot deal with it. Just just (laughs) breathe in and out. Put your head between your legs. You'll be fine. Okay. (laughs) All (laughs) right. I'm okay now. So my second question is here: uh, Why is everyone so paranoid? (laughs) <laughs> they're all well you because the whole plot of the book is they're all looking at hey, you bear, too, what are right? you looking at The bear's like oh i'm looking at this bird <laughs> hey bird what are you looking at oh i'm looking at this duck hey duck what are you looking at i'm looking at this horse. all right all horse, right horse, what are you look i
1: got it i got it so this comes out in what we said in the late 1960s this was post mccarthyism um oh, you gotta look, look I, like you're your looking shoulder. at your shoulder you're looking at
0: your neighbors you yeah. make sure your neighbors aren't communists well here you know you got the frog and it's like I was just thinking, maybe the frog's looking at the horse because it's a freaking blue horse. Like, Yeah, well, I would look at that horse, too. I'd be staring too. at that, too. Same would be the like, dog I in look-
1: a Mark Chagall painting? What's
0: L- going on well, here? it's the same with a dog looking at a purple cat. Like, this isn't normal, folks. No, all well, dogs are to- colorblind,
1: so if you ask the dog what color the cat was, it might just try to fake it and be like, this is totally
0: purple. It'd be like, dog, you're a liar. You can't see purple. Or it got it 100% correct because oh, that's true. it was purple. Yeah. But then you get to the sheep. And the sheep is my favorite. Oh, is it a black sheep? It's a black sheep that's having none of it. <laughs> it's like black sheep, black sheep. What do you see? And the black sheep goes, "Snitches get stitches. Mind your own business." <laughs> it's, I will cut you. It's got this expression of just don't. I'm done with talk this. to me. I am, this is not the day. Do not get in my face. And then the expression of the goldfish because the goldfish comes after the sheep and the goldfish is just kind of like jaw drop like (gasps) (gasps) and so now the goldfish is it's the expression of the goldfish getting told off by the sheep, and now the goldfish is going to go tell the teacher to have lamb for dinner. Oh yeah, like this. This you know what's is delicious. Lamb chops. It's, this story Lemon. got real dark mm. real quick. Yeah. I don't know. Kn- no, who thought this was a good idea for kids? I'm just thinking somebody thought they didn't pair
1: the cat with the goldfish. Though it would have been accurate for the cat to be looking at the. Goldfish. I'm just. I'm trying
0: to keep in the order of. Oh, I see. Uh, of yeah. Well, that's, that's
1: for the best. One wonders why that particular order was chosen i don't know it's not there's there but then doesn't you even get to, to
0: the goldfish looking at the teacher mm-hmm. so now we've brought in a human right and the which is a little unnerving and then it says teacher what do you see and she says well i see children right so i always look at the teacher and i think you're not a teacher you're a librarian you,
1: you, you say you're a teacher but i'm convinced that's actually a librarian
0: Maybe there are some librarians that are also teachers. There are. Technically. Okay, then. In this example,
1: it's a librarian that got her teaching certificate. But
0: then I'm thinking, like, yeah, the kids are supposed to look at the teacher. If they're not looking back at you, then they should be looking at the narrator, right? And then I'm wondering who the heck is this narrator that's talking to animals can understand animals and now can also talk to and understand humans too? Like That's true. What are, we, are we dealing with a Dr. Doolittle situation here? Or is
1: it just, um, are the, <laughs> is the person living in a fantasy world and speaking to animals half the time and convinced that they're talking back and then is finally being presented in front of a classroom of children and that just is unsafe. I can't I can't abide that. I don't know. Do not have people that talk to animals talking to your children okay that's my advice of the day <laughs> moral of the story More, it's
0: like good parenting advice from betsy bird yay so they always have like a color and then an animal so yeah brown bear red mm. bird green frog yep. black sheep and then the goldfish is like i see a teacher teacher it doesn't say like what color teacher, Brunette teacher. yeah which probably is good No, oh, yeah it's it, very good it could get super racist super quick oh yeah if oh you yeah put a,
1: i uh, you know had tip to bill martin jr there for, for being like leaving you know what it? we're just, just gonna say teacher we're just gonna
0: leave it there Just boom and then yeah so then like it's they ask the the, the narrator asks the kids what do you see and At this point, I expected like the last page to be about like a thousand different answers because all the kids would be saying different things. at Oh, once. that's so true. And they'd just be like talking over each other. And they'd also be, like, not be answering noise. Yeah, they also would not be answering the question. Like some of them would be like, "My dog's name is Pebbles." It's like, "Hey, look at this! Like- Give that back! Ah, she spit on me!" Ah, you know, they, yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. expecting. But no, all the kids apparently say in unison, "We see a brown bear, a black sheep, a blah, blah, blah." Well, that's kind of how I did in story time. I just,
1: because I did it so often that the kids, the ones capable of speech, because I tended to do with very, very small children, the ones capable of speech would, and it's funny when you get to that last bit, there's no way to sing that. I don't know if they tried it in your videos, but I have never found a way to sing the last bit. So I would turn it into this kind of like Gregorian chant, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and uh yes and then the children would do that because what else could they do they were small and it was what everyone seemed to be doing for some reason in the room okay story time's weird
0: that's that's the book that's the that's whole book the,
1: really the whole book there's really not a lot of details that you can pluck out of this one there's nothing happening in the background you know i tried man with
0: that sheep and you know it was gonna hey i'm grateful for that <laughs> sheep because it means we have something to put on instagram it's got 100 side eye because that's how sheep's eyes work <laughs> yeah
1: sheep's eyes are creepy all right um the only additional information because i i spend all my good info on uh the backstory of this book but uh I should say that there was a big exhibition at the Carl museum when this book turned 50 because you know basically it kickstarted Eric Carl's career he had not done any picture books for children prior to this he was he actually made some really cool posters very artsy late 60s type stuff and if you go to the Eric Carl museum people I highly recommend that you go into... They have a little permanent exhibit of Eric Carls' art. They have at least one of those posters on display, and they're they're rather delightful. They're, they're very cool-looking. They're recognizably him, but also artsy. Uh Brown Bear has been translated into, as of the 50th anniversary, 31 languages from, wow. from Arabic to Vietnamese. Uh, and it's sold more than 16 million copies. And then in addition to the original 1967 book, Carl reillustrated it in 1970, and then he reillustrated it in 1984, and then he (laughs) reillustrated it again in 1992. Uh, And yet, since then, hasn't bothered to. So Carl, get on that, Mr. Carl. We need to see another edition. I
0: thought he was
1: dead. He's totally alive. I think he's alive. I should check that. Please, uh, (laughs) if you know if Eric Carl is alive or dead, please email us at gskdate at com.
0: Ratings time. So I think this is a great book to teach to kids because you got the colors and you got the animals. So I could totally see this as being... What? You can sing it. You can sing it? Yeah, I could totally see this being a classic. I I think I've seen this given at baby showers before. I mean, I recognize the cover, but uh, I didn't know what it was about. Um, so I gave this a solid eight cause I like the art. I love the paranoia and I like the bad sheep. Oh, yeah. good thing you had
1: that bad sheep. There you go. I do like it too. I can't help but I love this book. It's a story time staple. There's a reason I did a hundred million times, uh, and probably should have changed it up more, but man, when you, when you've struck gold, stop digging. It's a beautiful book. It sings well. Uh, it reads well across a room. I can hold this thing up, move it back and forth, and everybody can see that red bird, because it pops. Everyone can see the yellow, the yellow duck. duck. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just, the colors are just vibrant and bright, and uh, I think he he made his own paper, and uh, it's just a beautiful book, and the it just works, it rhymes, so... Yeah, I'm with you. I'm. I'm also gonna get. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. I gave a higher rating for Hungry
0: Caterpillar because I think that. I believe that's a superior that, book that, yeah. that can do more.
1: Yeah, I think I gave that a higher rating
0: too. That so. was like a nine point 5, like five. But this guy. is a good solid eight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a classic. There's a
1: reason. It's a classic. Yay! All right, letters time. <laughs> so last week we were pitiful and we begged the people for letters and who came to our aid? Who came to our aid? author josh funk josh funk uh, of so many picture books of his own a uh, long time listener and occasional writer in uh there's a term for that writer renner that sounds right you were the english major i don't, I don't know. know no i don't know words <laughs> okay anyway josh wrote the following i'm terribly sorry it's been so long since i've written i have however kept up with the podcast each week it's great. Congrats Aww. on your impending 175th episode. Oh wow. What? What? What where are we? This We're... is this is 174, so Oh crap, I got to do something special for the next one. Sure. All right. I'll see what I can Josh do. Josh is expecting it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, Josh, we knew we knew that. We we did know that. Okay. I've thought about writing many times like perhaps writing a rambling incoherent subject changing response to the marzipan pig episode. Guess how much I love Tar Beach? A lot. My local librarian suggested it as one of the best picture books that takes place in New York City. Another NYC one that might not be quite old enough, but you could break your own rules for that, would be good for Chinese New Year in some future year, is Henry and the Kite Dragon. I feel like that is old enough. I could be wrong, Josh, but I I think that is actually an old enough book. Which reminds me. Is it possible for Kate to post all of her favorite board games in a single place somewhere?
0: Oh, I can give you my list and you can put it in the show notes. I that I will do that. Cool. If you give me the list, I want them. And he says,
1: yeah, all her favorite board. So you don't have to rank them. Um, but just, yeah, all your favorites. That'd can be good. do. All right. We will do that. Thanks in advance, he says. You're welcome. <laughs> or maybe I should friend her on Facebook. Welcome back. And I can ask her directly. Some of our all-time favorites are King of Tokyo, Mysterium.
0: Love Mysterium. I don't
1: know. Which one's Mysterium?
0: Uh, it's where you are a psychic and all, everyone else are ghosts. Yeah. And they have to tell you yeah, yeah, through yeah. images, like who and killed uh, them. I've never the played King of Tokyo, but I know people who adore King of Tokyo. I have been thinking
1: about getting that one for my kids. And recently we've been very into Everdell. Never heard of I it. I do not know Everdell, No. Unpopular opinion, I should probably keep to myself. I've never liked Miss Rumpheus. I do, however, love tacos. They're very tasty and can be easily made vegan. am not sure why he mentioned tacos. But maybe we mentioned tacos on that episode. No, I, I don't it's just, I'm don't know. i happy to talk about tacos, too. I, I, th- do I do thought that might have some relation to the picture book, Dragons They're Love Tacos, messy, but, but delicious. I, I guess that's true. Give my best to the penguinologist. Have any animals died in your backyard of late? Uh, no... Not in the last week. Well, that's delightful. (laughs) That's a good record. And those are my thoughts on the marzipan pig. Lovely. Stay healthy and safe, your pal Josh. Thank you, Josh. That's a great letter. It is a great letter and very enjoyable, I have to say. Grown-up things we like. You go first. Okay. Quick question for you because I have no memory. Have you already mentioned The Queen's Gambit on this show? No. Great. I'm watching The Queen's Gambit right now. This is the Netflix show, uh... Based on the book of the same name about the female chess champion in the 1960s, pretty much the 60s, exclusively. And uh, it is a haven, this show, for grown-up child stars. I keep running into them. So first, I recognized, well, I only recognized him because I had heard that he was in it. Um, Do you remember uh, the kid who played Dudley in the Harry Potter films? He is in uh, Queen's Cap. He, sh- he shows up quite early in it. And it looks very different. But enough recognizably so that you're like, okay. Then there's this other character who is the reigning national uh, champion. And he is the kid from Love Actually, grown up. And, uh, yeah, that's fun. And so, oh, and I should say that... Beth, the main character, is played by the same actress that starred in that just-on-the-cusp-of-COVID movie Emma that came out in, uh, in the theaters at the time uh, that Mom inexplicably did not like. But I love this show. She's great. Uh, it's just a really it's about a fun... woman entering the chess Yeah, world she starts men, as a kid. Yeah, she's an orphan. Um, she's kind of taught by the janitor of her school. Uh, and you know he sort of becomes a mentor to her, and then she, um, while she's there, she, you know, they give the kids tranquilizers, and she gets hooked on tranquilizers from pretty much there on in, and she focuses on chess, and she's really good at it, and it's just a really
0: fun show on Netflix. On Netflix. All right. Yeah. How about you? So I need everyone to stop listening to the podcast right now. Go get Hulu. Get like that thirty day free trial and just watch this one thing and I guarantee it is worth the subscription of Hulu. All right, it is called In and of Itself, and it features Derek DelGaudio. He is a magician and he is he had a show on Broadway uh, and it ran. He did like five hundred some shows before it got shut down because of COVID. And the description of the show, I should say, it's it, that Hulu provides is it tells the story of a man fighting to see through the illusion of his own identity, only to discover that identity itself is an illusion. He attempts to answer the simple question, who am I? Uh, it's a one-man show with, it's got storytelling, it's got magic. It will make you cry, which I didn't think magic could do that, um, but it's, essentially kind of like the story of his life broken up into six different categories, but it's directed by Frank Oz. Ooh. <laughs> um, and it's just this one-man show, but he interacts with the audience in this theater. And it's I've never seen anything like it before. Highly, 100%, can't recommend it enough. Don't try and look up anything about it because you might spoil it. It's just, it's, it's great storytelling, great magic. Highly recommend it. In and of itself, with Derek Delgaudio, D E L G A U D I O, but in and of itself is the name of the show on Hulu. That sounds delightful. It's amazing. That's a really good recommendation. At one point, like you know, he's because he's cutting in between different shows that he's done, and like um, Bill Gates was in the audience at one point. Tim Gunn was in the audience at one point. Um, but it's he does an amazing, amazing job all right I, I like i want to see it again it's, but i want to see it live because yeah. our penguinologist actually saw it live oh so nice. he's there to witness what happened and it's it's he said it's just as remarkable in person as it is when you watch it So well, that sounds great. so go check it out okay stop listening well, then i'm Betsy. going to I'm, stop I'm, being I'm, here sorry, i have to go you have to go I have to go go watch it on hulu all right right now i have go. hulu go bye what
1: <laughs> okay but before i go well, actually, no, That you know, as, as far as I can tell, that's as good a, a, a walkout as we're going to get, so. Right. I'm going to go do that. Okay. And uh, in the meantime, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our chicka-chicka Drew Drew is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.